Yes, yes, hello, it is Jaleesa Dove, and you are now tuned into the Sparks and Pours podcast. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Cheers and all of that. All of that. All of that. All of that. <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for your support, for your constructive criticism, uh, for everything. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, week after week. Mm-hmm. So, before we get started, like, just want to make this announcement, major news. So, today, um, I have... A, you know, I was granted the opportunity to conduct red carpet interviews for the Capital City Web Awards. And it's an award show that is putting on people of color and women and their web content and what they're doing. So that's going to be here in D.C. August 17th and is going to be at the Arc Theater here in Southeast. Mm-hmm. Um, so big shout out to the director, Anthony Anderson, not not from blackish. I was like from blackish. <laughs> right, that was major, right? <laughs> but uh, Anthony Anderson, big shout out to him. Um, also, big shout out to Rhonda, aka Lil Rhonda, uh, who is a producer and a director here in DC for just the connection. Um, so, really excited about that. So, if you want to go, um, it's going to be an award show. Like I said, here in DC, August seventeenth. You can go to capitalcitywebawards.com, get your tickets. Um, but it's going to be a lit event, and I'm just super excited to be doing the red carpet. And, you know, last week I told y'all I didn't get the Spotify program, but look at me now. Boom. <laughs> we got a red carpet gig, okay? So, yes. All right. But now, <laughs> let's get into the Sparks and Pores podcast. So, every week, I bring you someone who is doing their thing in their field, um, in their community, and someone that I feel who is going to bring information to you and educate you and just put you on game. And this week is no different because we have licensed therapists, dual, excuse me, dual, (laughs) two times, okay, dual licensed therapist, Mr. Greg Pate in the building today. Clap it up, clap I'm in it the up. Building, baby. Yes. So excited. I'm like excited. Yeah, and you know what? Like, it's crazy because I was like, yo, I've literally known you for like half my life. Like that, like, y'all, Greg and I go way, way back. Like way back. You know what's funny? Yeah. I kid you not, I had the same thought last night. <laughs> and I was like, I'ma see if Jaleesa remembers this. Do you remember when my mom coached you and you played on my mom's softball team? Yes. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> That's like a throw, throw, throw Throwback. Throwback. You, you had to be in maybe ninth grade? Probably. Maybe. Young, bro. Do you remember that? I do. I do. Like the whole Pate Malsby clan. Yeah. Like, we deep on the softball field, deep, okay? Deep, deep. Like, yeah. It was, yeah. I was, I was just thinking about that. Like, damn. Like, it's crazy, but it's, it's awesome. It's, yeah. It's, it's a, and it's like a, like a full circle moment in a sense. Um, and it's funny because every time we see each other, it's all, for me, it's always like, just family. Yes. It's family. Yes. Like it's, all, it's always love. Yes. So it's just a blessing to um be here and to get invited. Yes, as for a sure. Guest. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm on the couch, y'all. Like, <laughs> the infamous the couch. couch. This is the couch, the room with the hats and the stuff in the back. <laughs> yes, like, all of that. 
So I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Yes. It's going to be a great show. And on this episode, we're talking mental health and mm-hmm. awareness. And um, I'm excited for two things. One, because just the issue is super huge, you mm-hmm. know, and just being just being stable and, right. and you know, and feeling good about yourself mm-hmm. and taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. But also because I get a chance to learn about your passion mm-hmm. and your field. Like, I don't think we've ever had like an in-depth conversation of like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what you do and all of that. So I'm very excited about that aspect of it. So definitely. it's definitely going to be a great show you all. And we're going to answer some questions um, that have been received. And, you know, we just, we want to make you better, basically. Yeah, definitely. And, yeah, that's what we're going to do. I'm with so, it. Yeah. So, you know let's, what? yeah. Before we get into it, yeah. I want to shout out some brands. Yeah. You have on a brand. Yes. Right now. I, I do have on I a have brand. I have on a couple brands. Yeah. But I want to shout those out because I'm really big on just supporting black businesses. Absolutely. I try to wear as many black brands as I can. Right. So, I just want to do that real quick. You go first. Yes. Uh, so, shout out to the Home Tea. Uh, it's. You know, North Carolina brand. Uh, we are from North Carolina. Did Raleigh's you let it on finest. purpose because you know I was coming? Raleigh's. Actually, I was just like, I need a shirt. And this <laughs> is the first one. I was like, she got home. Like, that's a that's a full circle moment. Like, you full got circle. home. And yes. it's all, it just caught my eye. And I was like, oh. Yes. So, so, shout out to the home tea. I was actually, for real, for real, I was looking for my Raleigh tea. Shout out to Harold Millette, who is actually and bringing Harold that still back. ain't sent me my shirt. Still waiting for my shirt, but it's cool. But we're going to wait. Right, right. Uh, so, yeah. So, so shout out to the home, see? Mm-hmm. Oh, what about you? I got on, uh, the, of course, the African American History or the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Yes. The Paradise Tea, that's definitely the home team's custom made. I can still fit it. Had it for a while. <laughs> this is kind of vintage. I'm all about the vintage look. Yes. And then I got on my... Diet starts Monday sandals. Yay. I ain't flexible like Jaleesa is. But I'm going to show you on my sandal because I'm bang. This sandal is real. <laughs> yeah, the sandal is real. The sandal is real. Like limited edition. Shout out to Diet. So yes. I'm all about supporting the local brands and really just putting people on and just trying to bring light to a lot of the talent that we have as a culture definitely side note do you think that like after the whole gucci controversy this like our little shout outs just made me think about this you think that the celebrities are still buying black or did they just do it for like you know, a couple what? of weeks and was like all right now where gucci. that ball man right i think that it's a lot of things in my opinion, become trendy. And sometimes since the world is moving so fast and everything mm-hmm. is so accessible, that some things become trendy for the day. And you're yeah. lucky lucky to get it to stay trending for a couple weeks. Yeah. So I know for me, um, I would think that some people are buying black. Mm-hmm. Like I know Beyonce is doing a lot of like buying black and yeah. buying a lot of like Afrocentric and African designers, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but the masses... I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't don't think so either, actually. I don't. But I mean, you know, it's fine because we are. We're supporting them, so. We are. Yes. Oh, and another quick shout out, too. Uh, Just heard today that U.S. Bank, they donated a million dollars to the uh, African American History Museum. Really? Yeah, because they were like... Everybody needs to go see this. Wow. So, shout out to U.S. Bank. Definitely. Definitely. major. Have you been to the museum? I have. And How many times have you been? I've only been once. I actually need to go again because, like, my job had, like, a little event there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I only made it to the second floor. Mm-hmm. And so I still have two more to mm-hmm. go. And I have mm-hmm. the Emmett Till exhibit mm-hmm. to go as well. Yeah. So I have to go back for sure. But it's, Definitely. it's an experience for everyone. It's... Whew. I've been maybe... Um, Probably five times. Yeah. And it's so much to where you need to go at least three times to get everything mm-hmm. and to soak everything in. Like, I've been, like, I've luckily had an opportunity to go so many times because I have so many friends that are connected and they give back to the museum. Nice. And um, one of my friends, Karen, she mm-hmm. always comes up with just so many plugs. And she's always <laughs> like, you got some tickets or you want some tickets? Uh-huh. So I, go, I took my whole family and it was just, like, it's five floors of just... Black power and yeah. just black excellence. And yes. it's impossible to go once and just to soak everything oh, in. Oh, yeah. And the Emmett Till, listen. I, I know I'm not ready. <laughs> I know I'm not ready. But listen, it's like I have to go. It's, it's, they, they just did so well with everything. Mm-hmm. But that Emmett Till... So, yeah. Yeah. There it is. <laughs> so, make sure you go back and finish <laughs> Definitely. that. Money. Definitely. Definitely. Shout out to the African American Museum, man. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, so, before we get into the poor, which is mental health and you and, um, you know, your job, let's go ahead and get these sparks going mm-hmm. because it's a lot of craziness going on in this world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you, I mean... I'm sure you all know last weekend there was tragedy um, here in our country, in the U.S., um, two mass shootings, one of which took place in Dayton, Ohio, in their entertainment district, and another which took place at Walmart Mm. in El Paso, Texas. And it's just like... I'm at a loss of words. Well, I'm not at a loss of words, but I don't even know where to begin with my thoughts because it's ridiculous that this is happening once again. Mm-hmm. Um, one would think that, like, after Sandy Hook, there would be some type of gun control and that people would, you know, just forget the monetary part about all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm disgusted at 45 and his comments. <laughs> And him is it's just so much like really video games, mm-hmm. my nigga. No, <laughs> it's it, overwhelming. It is it's like it's a lot, and I just can't imagine like what those individuals are going through. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like like you're at Walmart, and the next thing you know, like you're diving under racks because somebody is in here. One is like an AK or something. Like yes. That? Why do we have that accessible, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you don't. You do not need an AK to go hunting. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't need it for anything. (laughs) Like, Mm. and the fact that, like, they were able to get these guns, like, I... Like, I definitely feel there should mm-hmm. be, like, a stronger background check for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like there should be a lie detector involved with it. Like, like really going deep into it. Like, checking everything. Because this is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like... It is. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and, like, do you feel like... Because one thing that 45 said as well, and I feel that, like, a lot of people, they put this from national to local, you know, shootings and crime, that I feel like, you know, they blame mental health on that. Do you Mm -hmm. feel like people Mm. use that as a scapegoat? 
I know like, this question in was these situations. <laughs> I know this question was coming. Um, I think that, and I try not to assess things too prematurely mm-hmm. because it's easy to go and. I feel like when you're a younger clinician, mm-hmm. you want to diagnose stuff, everything, everything so fast. Yeah. And it's like, well, you don't know enough. And mm-hmm. for me, two, two things, I try not to get too engulfed into that because I'm a filler mm-hmm. and I'll personalize it and it'll make me have this reaction that I can't do anything about. Mm-hmm. So for me, I try to step back and stay as pretty much guarded from the situation as I can. But in regards to the mental health piece, is some of this mental health? Yeah. yeah. I, I do think it is. And I feel like when we talk about mental health and mm-hmm. the DSM, which is like the like the clinical Bible that we use to, okay. that clinicians use to diagnose, I think that some of it is antisocial behavior. And layman's terms, antisocial is like, oh, he too good or she too good. She don't want to talk to nobody. That's not what that means. <laughs> right. Antisocial is like when you exhibit behaviors that are almost inhumane. Mm. So it's like you'll walk into a school and shoot 20 kids and then someone says so how do you feel about it you're like i don't that's antisocial. wow it's like so you don't feel bad you're like no i wanted to kill them wow so to be able to kill people like Mm -hmm. that and not have any remorse is antisocial behavior Mm -hmm. the problem i have with it being thrown out in specific instances and i'm thinking the cultural piece is if we're going to call it mental health on for one culture, let's call it mental health for all cultures. Yes. Because as a black man, mm-hmm. and you can speak on it as a black woman, we know that mental health or mental health is something that we all experience. So the black experience can be a lot of times post-traumatic, meaning PTSD, mm-hmm. in the sense of, okay, as a black man walking down the street, I'm anxious because I might get shot for no reason. Right. So that's a mental health issue. Oh. So I say that to say that if we're going to use the term mental health, let's not just use it for white people. Mm-hmm. Let's use it for black people, too. Yeah. And that's the only problem I have with it. Like, do I feel like that, quote unquote, those people are crazy? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you, pe- you kill people for, quote unquote, no reason. No reason. Yeah. But... Black people can be crazy, too, Mm -hmm. and that can show up differently. But let's just be fair when we're throwing out the term mental health. And that's a piece that I think is missing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it definitely does make sense because, you know, I didn't even think about that. But now that you say that, like with, you know, white people like they're quick to say, oh, he's mentally ill. Mm -hmm. He's mentally Mm -hmm. ill. But with a black person, like, it's nowhere to be found. And that person Mm -hmm. could actually be mentally mentally ill. ill, You know what I mean? So, so that's crazy. Like, do you, like, feel that you would be able to, like, if they called you Mm -hmm. to do a a diagnosis on, you know, these shooters, maybe... That population? Yeah. Um, Would I be able to administer it? Yeah. That's a good question. Um, I feel like the logical part of me would be able to. Mm-hmm. But I was sharing on my Instagram story yesterday. And I'm, I've am i never been to jail, right? Thank mm-hmm. God. Thank God, yes. But I went to do an assessment yesterday mm-hmm. in the jail. So at first, I'm thinking, like, okay, good. But when I walked in, first I walked through the wrong door. And they're like, hey, Muda, go the other <laughs> way. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So I'm thinking, like, don't, don't, don't shoot. Right. PTSD, mental health. Don't shoot me. Right. Wow. So I'm panicky because I'm thinking like if I go into my laptop case with my assessment in it, they might think I got a gun. Right. I can't call nobody to get my phone out because I don't know where I'm going because they may think I'm drawing a gun. Wow. So I panic. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So just that level of confinement, it felt real animalistic. Mm. Like the doors were closing behind me. Like I couldn't go when I wanted to. And I there was a slight feel of panic. Because I'm thinking like, I've never been to jail before. And I'm going to do an assessment. And I know that I'm leaving in like an hour. Mm-hmm. But this is intense. Mm-hmm. So going into that environment alone, that really sat with me like... I, in my mind, thought I could do it, mm-hmm. and I did do it, but after I was done, it took me a while to decompress and really process what that experience of jail is like. Yeah. And I was there for an hour. For an hour. So just, like, somebody there for years, yeah. yes, oh, we're going to get imagine? into a new, I, I cannot. I can't. I thought I could. I like, even, and, and some people... I was giving Meat Mill a hard time because in my mind, Meat Mill was like, oh, my God, justice for me. They did me so wrong. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And a part of that was like annoying to me because you acting like you was OJ with it. <laughs> yeah. You went to jail for a couple months. Don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. But after yesterday, I was you like, oh. I mean, I'm like, like I kind of understand him a little bit because yeah. I was there for an hour. Wow. And I was like, that was a traumatizing experience. And I was like, should I tell my boss that I don't know if that's a good idea for me? Because that was too triggering for me. Uh So the answer to your question, I mean, that's a long response. But the answer to your question, I think I logically could. Mm -hmm. But then again, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Would I back down from it? No, definitely not. Mm -hmm. But I don't know what the after effects are of that emotionally would be like for me. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. That would be a lot. Uh, speaking of Meek Mill, <laughs> perfect segue. You didn't even know that you were doing You got to bring the closer in it. Right. You, you got, got to. You got, got to bring the closer in it. Um, but, you know, he's definitely done like a 180. And he has um, a documentary mm. coming out on um, August 9th uh-huh. about his, you know, just his probation and being in prison is called free meek It's going to be on Amazon prime. Yeah. And the thing that (laughs) now you may be laughing for something different, but I'm laughing because so, you know, like, you know, Amazon, you know, not everybody has that, but like, even when they're promoting it, they're like, sign up for the free trial. So you can watch Amazon prime. (laughs) That, that was their promo for it? Amazon, well, the Meek Mill promo for it, the wow. one that they playing on the radio. Jesus they was God. like, get your 30-day trial. Mm. And it was kind of like connected <laughs> to that. that. Uh-huh. I was like, come on, y'all. That's but you know somebody going to do it. That's you know somebody going to do it. Yes. Do it. Luckily, I got an Amazon Prime plug. Shout <laughs> out to my homegirl, Keisha. She the plug for that. But if something falls through, then I know that right. that's you can, an avenue to take. You can sign up. <laughs> Thanks, for the free Amazon trial. Prime. Thank you, Prime. Amazon Prime. <laughs> Just don't forget to cancel it. Just don't forget to cancel it. For <laughs> they the will hit they you. Will. That automatic Dog, one time I signed up for Prime like, so I could get some quick on the shipping end. And I forgot to cancel it. I looked at my account and said, $100. It's $100? Oh, it's $100. It was $99 Ooh. for that Prime membership. And I was like, oh, no. But see, you know, but, but that's the new scheme. You probably know about this. What? A lot of people be going to their bank's dispute and stuff. <laughs> like... Yes, people do, do that all the time. Like, they're like, "Well, I just dispute it." All I'm like, the "But now the shoes right there, though. The, like, the, where's you, the integrity? You have them on. I'm, you have them on. Look, Nothing I, was wrong with them. I've never said this on the show before, but I do work at a bank, uh, so all, so I know exactly what you're, you're talking about. I'd be like, "You're lying," but okay, but let's go ahead and in. call claims. <laughs> Let Let's get back Give this them money, money back right? For something that they didn't don't have no more. <laughs> exactly. That's how it is. 
Oh, the culture. <laughs> Woo! Um, but yeah, the, the, the meat meal thing. So yeah. he has this Doc and Rennie coming out. Uh-huh. Uh, free meat. Yeah. It's, yeah, why were you laughing so hard? What's, what's going on? Because it's like, free meat. <laughs> meat meal, how much time did you do? Dude, he was like on probation for like 11 years. And I heard that. That piece, <laughs> I get. Because that's insane. That is crazy. But free meat. And maybe it's the free me from the probation piece because that's still like a um a source of like being confined so I, yeah. I, I do get that but yeah i guess my limited amount of knowledge that i know about that it's just uh-huh. i'm like me like you acting like you because it because it's people out here that's been doing time for real that are completely innocent yeah and it's like you did a couple months and you have this whole campaign mm-hmm. i'm just like it's conflicting for me <laughs> It's conflicting. Right, because it wasn't like you were a straight <laughs> Right, or like, like you killed, like, they falsely accused you of killing a white girl back during the Civil Rights Movement mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. something like that. Like, I get that. Yeah. And then you find out that, oh, yeah, that he wasn't me. It, yeah. I, I didn't do it. But you did a couple months and you just like, oh, my God. Because I feel like celebrity <laughs> privilege, privilege is a thing, but. Definitely. So when I, when I hear Meek and see that whole campaign, uh-huh. I think celebrity pr- privilege. Of course, because it's out there. But anyway, Free Meek is coming out. I'll probably watch it though. Because right. <laughs> I got to know what happened. Okay, I'll probably watch it too. But yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so before we get into the poor, um, so like on Instagram, there's been this list of mm. the top 50 greatest rappers. Have you oh, seen that? I, I glanced through it. So I'm it. so I'm going to give y'all the top 10. Ooh. Starting from number 10. Kendrick Lamar is number 10. Uh, then you have Ghostface, Biggie. As number nine, Ghostface? Ghostface number nine, Ooh. Biggie number eight, Jadakiss seven, mm. Fabulous six, <sighs> Black Thought five, Styles P four, Joe Budden number three, Nas number two, and Jay number one. See, go ahead. <sighs> I, I need to find a list. What am I I was just like, um, I put it on my, uh, I think it's on my Instagram story. Right. It might still be I'm there. I'm going to try to look it. Um, I was just like, okay. Mm. Mm. So, Joe, but like, I'm not a Joe Button fan. The only song I know is Pump It Up. Jaleesa. I'm, what? That's I'm, the only one you know? Go back and listen to Joe Button's first album. That thing was crazy. For, okay. Was crazy. I'm going to have to. Can but, y'all believe, and, and Jaleesa from back home, too, and, <laughs> I'm being, I'm no, being no totally honest. Transparency, because I love it. Yes. Black people, yeah. we have to learn to be transparent. Okay. But go ahead. Be honest with yourself. Because <laughs> if I would have been in here like, number three, <laughs> like, and like, you know that song? And you're like, mm-hmm. nah. It's like, so where's the validity in that? But yeah, I get you. Go ahead. I but I was just like, okay, but this is where I had the problem. Like, they had most deaf at number 30. Eminem at, what? See, Eminem at 28. Like, J. Cole at 19? I was just kind of like... And this list was compiled by... it was It's a it's a podcast in Cincinnati. I forget the name. So, charge my mind, not my heart. Sorry. Shout out to all the podcasts. Mm-hmm. But I was just kind of like, wow, this list is a little... I don't know. <laughs> they, like, got, they got Mace on the list, right? They got Mace <laughs> on the list. Like... I like Mason Bethe in the 90s, 90s. but there's been so many artists who have come out since then. And I was just Mm kind of like, this is kind of tough. I don't know. I like... 
the list isn't bad, but it's kind of like it makes me question what are they basing the list off of? Exactly. Like albums, money, is it lyric lyricism? Yeah. Right? Cuz uh, cuz I mean, when you think about it as a lyrical standpoint, like mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar definitely should not be number 10 mm, in my he opinion. Be for you. Ooh. For me? Mm. And 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 it's because, you know, I don't like I do love hip hop, but I don't listen to like a lot of these artists heavy mm-hmm. like that, but definitely somewhere in the top 5. Mm-hmm. I don't think he should be 10. Mm-hmm. Like Kendrick Lamar is crazy with lyrics and delivery. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know why the game up here, but I'm gonna chill. <laughs> I'm a chill. Because <laughs> I feel like I, I, it's a couple. And even, see, I can go in, but people have reactions to stuff. And then I don't have a lot of emotional regulation when it comes to certain stuff. And I got time for messages. Because y'all know me. Y'all got time. Got time. Right. But it's a couple people on the list. And I'm like, I don't think they should be up like here. Like who? <laughs> I think Jesus should definitely be ranked higher than 33. Yeah. Uh, Eminem definitely higher. Right. Make, make him be a little lower. Uh, push it T can definitely be lower. Mm-hmm. Um, Benny Siegel, I think he's good. Yeah. Uh, I'm okay with Kendrick top ten, Pac top twenty. I'm with that. Scarface top twenty. I'm with that. Uh-huh. Um, Killer Mike. Uh-uh. I, I Ice Cube. Uh-huh. Uh, um, Twister. I'm with Twister top thirty. Uh-huh. Um, I think Lil Wayne should be higher than thirty seven. Right. I was like thirty seven for Wayne. Like, are we forgetting about dedication? Uh, you feel? Are me? we forgetting the first three Carters? Are we forgetting? Are we forgetting about that? It's mixtapes. Alone. Alone. I like, think I got Rick Ross at 47. That's crazy. That's AF. way too long. Because that first album, that, I was listening to that junk last that week. That first, second. See, I'm a Rick Ross head. I ain't listened to it in a while. All that Maybach music. All, all that Maybach, back with Just Blaze, like all. Because Rick Ross can give you almost any type of music. Mm-hmm. And that to me is. An amazing artist, yeah. But the fact that he's a rapper that makes that makes him better. Yeah. Kind of like Biggie, their flow is different, mm-hmm. but Biggie can give you any type of song, anything. And people may not realize this, but I appreciate Biggie more now, my age, than I did when I was younger. Absolutely. Um, the storytelling and then how he's able to rap on any beat, mm-hmm. and he can not only rap on any beat, but he can flow on any beat. Yeah. Mick Mill can't do that. Mm-hmm. It sounds the same. Cardi B can't do that. Yeah. Nikki used to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like he can flow and give you a different delivery on any beat. Kind of mm-hmm. like Drake. Yeah. And people hate, and I'm putting hate in quotations, hate Drake. Because they like him for But real. it's like, <laughs> you can't die. It's Drake, though. He's going like... to give you at least, people that hate Drake the most <laughs> are going to give you at least four songs that they like. Mm-hmm. And four songs that you like from one artist. In this day and age, is a lot. That's a lot because they're putting out music just like that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, so, and then there was also no women on the list either. Ooh. And I was like, so, wow. what are you saying? Like, you don't have any women on no, the list. There's not one woman not a on one. this list. Not a one. Who's your favorite top two female actress? I'm actresses, rappers. Rappers? Top two? Top two. Oh, man. Look him. <laughs> Lil' Kim, definitely, okay? Because <laughs> La Bella Mafia <laughs> in high school was played every hardcore. morning. Hardcore. Hello. And all the brothers know what I'm talking about when I talk about that <laughs> hardcore album cover. Yes, yes. Hardcore. Um, number two, that's kind of tough. Mm. Number number two is, is, is kind of tough. 
I don't, but see, I don't know if I would, like, is Lauren, like, is she, I mean, Lauren is a rapper. She's definitely a lyricist. She's, yeah, yeah, definitely a lyricist. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would I be a little Kim and Lauren for me. What mm-hmm. about you? I think that's, I think that's a good top two. Yeah. Um, definitely Lil' Kim. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I was a fan of, like, MC Light. Oh. Which was weird. I knew like five or six MC Light songs and I was like four. Oh. <laughs> but I but a favorite favorite though that would give me bops, I would definitely say Lil Kim back in the day used to spit. Yeah. Whether Biggie wrote it or not, she still delivered it well. I don't know. I, I okay. was in the stew, so I don't know. Have no idea. But Lil Kim definitely <laughs> used to bring heat endlessly. Yeah. And she was creative and could get on any beat too. Mm-hmm. And um the first, I mean, Eve just jumps out to Yo, my head. Just Eve, jumps out. Yes. Eve's album, that first album. Like that. I wish like I could do a DJ in here. I dropped Love is Blind here right now. Hello. And then. It, Hello. And then th- that first album was just crazy. My sister, shout out to all my sisters. I love y'all. <laughs> they used to play Eve album on repeat. <laughs> so with me being the only boy, a lot of times they would play music. Yeah, I would hear it all the time because yeah. Jerisha always had like. She always had all the gadgets and stuff. So she had all the CDs and she would just blast them. Mm-hmm. And I knew like that whole album, intros, interludes, all that included. <laughs> Saying so, all the skits. So, uh, all the skits. <laughs> so uh, Eve was definitely a spin. I, I, I'm not going to say top because I'm not really sure. But yeah. um, her and Lil' Kim are two that definitely stand yeah, out to me. for sure. As like lyricists and that, that can really just get on any beat. We might so. have to, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna have to hit the. I, I have to find out who did that list, but I'm gonna have to hit them about that. That list is that definitely like it's whack because there are no women there. No and women. I, I feel that. No women. There's but no women there. It's cool. It's, it's cool. cool. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, but yes. So so let's get into the poor. We're talking mental health. We're talking mm-hmm. mental health awareness. Um, licensed therapist Greg Pate here. Dually licensed. Dually licensed. Okay. Dually too. So, what got you into therapy? Like, how did? <sighs> um, I'm gonna be honest with you. You know yeah. what? I'm gonna just be fully transparent. You can ask him whatever you want. We're just gonna see how this is gonna go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I originally wanted to be an orthodontist, right? Which is an interesting field now that it's, I have braces. But anyway. Very interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> I actually had to get retainers like two years ago because my teeth started to shift for some yeah. reason. I'm like, nah, let me go ahead and fix this now before it gets worse. But yeah. Yeah. So, orthodontist. Started off in North Carolina. The North Carolina Central University. Shout out to the Eagle. It's an ag in the room, but it's always it's, HBCU love. It. Okay. It's always, always HBCU always, love. Always. 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 <laughs> like, if I didn't go to Central, I definitely would have been an auntie. All my friends were auntie. But anyway. So, I started off at North Carolina Central. I was a biology major. Mm-hmm. But um, I was a little too lit. I I, <laughs> I carried that high school. You know, we went to the same high school. Yeah, carried yeah. that spirit with me. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I almost flunked out. Oh, no. And Tabitha paid. My mama. You know my mama. She don't play. She, she don't play. Ain't never played. <laughs> and called me and was like, um, I, you, know, you know they used to send midterms mm-hmm. to your house. Yeah. And I wasn't smart enough to get my stuff. So I wasn't that sneaky yet. <laughs> my mom called me and she called Sade. BJ's sister, Sade Williams, mm-hmm. and my homeboy, Ken, his mom called him. We all got phone calls together. They were like, look, I don't know what y'all doing up there, but if them grades don't come up, mm-hmm. y'all are coming home. Ooh. And we all know the, the HBCU experience is right. something that money just can't buy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> but um, it, it was something that I was just like, yo, like, I'm like, I'm like I got to tighten up because... I had, I'm going to be transparent. My freshman year, I had a 1.9. Oh, 
Great. <laughs> you like Great. G? What? You like Greg? Great. One point nine. That means I'm out the door. Right. And my mom was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. And you know, we came from prestigious Southeast Raleigh High School. Right. So our parents was like, "Nah, like honors classes. Like, what you doing?" Yes. So with the. <laughs> With the um, when you're a biology major, you really can't get any C's mm-hmm. from the beginning. Right. I had D's and F's, so they were like my bio teacher, rude lady, <laughs> came to me and was like, "So, um, did you want to talk about some other options?" <laughs> I'm thinking like, "What the fuck?" So I'm trying to prove her wrong. Right. But it was too late. So, <laughs> it, and it was just too hard for me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't focused enough. So, for some reason, I took a black psychology class. Okay. And. You know, black psychology is just an amazing, it's amazing in itself. But when you have those black, quote unquote, woke teachers, they pull you in mm-hmm. and you start living it. Yeah. So after that, I was just like, what is something that I can do where I can really have an impact on my people? Mm-hmm. And I really connected with Dr. Livingston, who's an amazing professor. Shout outs to him. Everybody loves him. I just connected with him. And then ever since then, I was like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And from my sophomore year, to me, been working for the government and been a supervisor there, I still feel like I made the right decision. So that's like the abbreviated version, but that's yeah. kind of where I'm at now. So nice. Now, with your, you know, I guess like once you started getting into, you know, mental health and, and psychology and mm-hmm. therapy, like, and especially because you wanted to do something for the black community, right. like, what are your goals with that? Um, just generally, it's always to empower my brothers and my sisters, my kings mm-hmm. and queens. Yeah. Because, you know, it's all that in 2019. But for me, it's always been just coming from a place of trying to help my community and leave some type of mark mm-hmm. to empower people and to get us in a good space. And I think that once I graduated and got into the work, I was luckily, luckily enough to work at Howard University right when I graduated out of college. So oh, I was wow. real young. And just working with the community and seeing that there's a disconnect. Like, I'm a black young therapist, so they come to me and they're talking to me a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then my supervisor, who may be from a different culture, misinterpreted what they said. I'm like, that's not what that means. That mm-hmm. means this is this and this. They're like, oh, okay. So let's change all this. Because we were doing this wrong. I'm thinking like, so what if I wasn't here? Mm. So it's like giving them the voice to um, cry for help mm-hmm. and to get them the right support was kind of what my role was at Howard University. Mm-hmm. So I just loved it. And it felt like I was working with, like, like my people. Yeah, where you were working with students at the time? It was when students you were and students. people in the community, too. Oh, okay. So it was, like, a, a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. So it was... I worked, at the, H, I worked at, the H, at the HIV clinic on campus. Wow. So it was um, a requirement for the clients to have HIV. Mm-hmm. So I'm working with people in the community, um, I'm working with the students that had HIV at mm-hmm. Howard University. So it was like a whole conglomerate of different mm-hmm. individuals. So it was Now with impactful. that, especially like straight out of college, like were you nervous? Because I mean, especially with, uh-huh. you know what I mean? With, yeah. you know, being diagnosed with that mm-hmm. illness and then having the mental, you know, aspect of it, you know, mm-hmm. how did you handle those situations and and not like mm-hmm. you know send yourself mm-hmm. right. <laughs> into <laughs> right into a mental shock um I, to be honest I have to shout out my university because they were like like my mentors really threw me in the field early mm-hmm. so I felt pretty prepared as much as I could be 
So that whole removing myself from the process and staying sane and the self-care piece, that was already instilled in me. Mm-hmm. So I was able to separate that. But I mean, I can't lie and say I'm not human. Right. And there are sometimes like I had one client, her son died from, he was like my age. Oh, wow. And he had recently died from a seizure. Mm. So she would come to me and she told me after maybe seeing her for two or three months that I've been coming to you one because you just you've you've been helping me but you remind me of my son. Wow. I sat there like uh, 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 yeah. uh, I'm like, do I say thanks? Like what do I do? Right. And it was it was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But it was also I looked at it as this is one of the reasons why I'm here. Mm-hmm. So so like I said, that kind of Gave me more perspective, but it also challenged me to think about what these experiences are going to be like yeah. and be able to and be able to kind of navigate my own personal experience with what's going on in the room, too. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely like I was fresh out of school. So a lot of it was trial I, and error. Yeah. And I like threw myself in. It was people in the community like everyone wasn't a Howard University student. Right. It was people in Southeast, Northeast, like people coming up in there like. Excuse my language. I don't give a fuck about nobody. Where the fuck my damn therapist at? Where the fuck Greg? I ain't talking to nobody else. I'm like, Greg, can you come to the front, please? <laughs> like, and I'm coming up there like, Shanique, what you doing? Right. Like, like, chill. They, I mean, I, I told you I don't got time. My baby father outside and they tripping. Like, can you come out here and talk to him? Mm-hmm. I'm like, so I was like the troubleshooter too. Yeah. So it was me really throwing myself into the field, but also throwing myself into the community that really, really needed us or yeah. needed me. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of adjustment at once. And I and I do think, you know, like you were saying, like, that's where you were supposed to be. And it's a mm-hmm. good thing that you were there because mm-hmm. pilgrims don't understand, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, what we go through and what we deal with, you know what I mean? So the fact that you were there, especially in a city like D.C., mm-hmm. you know, where you have pilgrims who are taking over your neighborhood and Mm -hmm. you're feeling you know that you can't get this job or anything Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. so you know that was it was a lot and mm -hmm. still is like it's still a lot of um intimidation Mm -hmm. and a lot of people learning how to navigate a big black man in the office yeah and that's a whole nother story for a different day potentially but (laughs) it's just a lot of adjustment you can you know about the black experience yeah just been a professional and doing the work is nothing. Yeah. Because a lot of times us doing the work is Easy. thoughtless. Right. But it's just navigating things the right way and always making sure you don't make a mistake because you can't. Yeah. So it's yeah, it, it's it was a lot and it still is. Because mm-hmm. you think I thought that okay, I'm good. I'm a little older now. But it's like, nah. Still the same. It's still the same. <laughs> Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Still the same. (laughs) So yeah. (laughs) Now, do you do you work with? Do you have white clients that you work with? Like, is it? Yeah, it's um, and it's funny because I try to be so optimistic Mm -hmm. to where I don't really. Of course, that's always race, but I don't really count Mm -hmm. how many. Because I said I don't really see race one time, and this black brother in the trainer said, first off, don't ever say that again. I'm like, wow, I actually tell people not to say that, so I said that. Right. But I don't really count like I got three black people and three white people. I don't really do that. Uh-huh. But um, I do pretty much have like a mix, mm-hmm. and I work for the government, the local government. I'm a supervisor there, and I also work part time in Silver Spring. Wow. That's private practice, and I do both of those so I can have a wide range of expertise 
So nice. I work with clients that ain't got no job, mm-hmm. don't want no job, and it cuts <laughs> anybody out. Mm-hmm. And I work with clients that work for the White House. Wow. So it's a range. Yeah. Wow. That's, that is a range. <laughs> that is for a sure. huge range. So do you ever, like, feel pressure, like, when you're assisting clients, like, you have this person's mental capacity like kind of in your hands a little bit and like helping them Mm -hmm. get through certain situations definitely i think um i always have i come from a family that likes to help people Mm -hmm. and you know my family for sure yeah and my family very very private but will help anybody and that's a misconception that people like oh god like they're so tight, blah, 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 but it's like they have the which biggest Which I heart. love, which I love, side note. Like, <laughs> I love it. Like, when y'all do y'all pictures and stuff, I'm like, I love it. I love it. And it's so genuine, too. Yes. Like, we all, it's like a thing. That's, like, yes. It's like, yeah. it's like the black Brady Bunch from Southeast Raleigh <laughs> from Richmond yes. County. Yes. But yeah, I mean, it's real, so I appreciate that, mm-hmm. though. But it's like, um, it's, it is tough to, because like, I have a client that is losing his son to um, foster care. Mm. And, I don't know a lot about the foster care process, but it's not for him. It's not something quick. Yeah. So he still gets to see his child, mm-hmm. but he sees him for an hour, like a month. Oh wow! And for me, seeing a brother break down in tears mm-hmm. in your face—that's that's tough for me. Yeah. Because we don't normally see people of color crying, more or less, men. Right. So to see that and to know that. I have no control over this brother getting his son back. Mm-hmm. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. So I have to really um, try to help him as much as I can, mm-hmm. but also face the reality that this is all that I can do. And his reality is he may not see his son again, and we both have to be okay with that. Damn. Now, now how do you, I mean, just, I mean, I may be getting ahead of myself, but how do you deal with, because, I mean, it's, you know, your mental mm-hmm. is is a lot. You know what yeah. I mean? And you're dealing with other people's <laughs> as About well. About four or five people a day. Right. So, like, do yeah. you yourself, you uh-huh. know, how do you handle your own mental health? Um, I definitely see a therapist. Mm-hmm. I have seen a therapist. Um, it actually didn't work out too. After a while, I came to, a, like, a plateau, and then I stopped. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. And then... Also, and this is like, it's funny you brought, you mentioned this too. Um, a lot of times my Instagram, I'm, I'm pretty transparent on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So if you see me at a festival, you see me turning up or standing on the couch yeah. or like rocking out or whatever. Yeah. This is why. <laughs> this is exactly why. They're like, you're turned. I'm like, do you know what I do Monday through Friday? Right. <laughs> so it's like, it's, and, and, and I talked to one of my best friends, you know, Maya, Maya's mm-hmm. a therapist. And we yeah. talk about it all the time, just the battle of how I'm perceived as opposed to what I do professionally. Mm-hmm. And, it, and and it is a battle. Right. So, um, but I, I make sure that I do what I need to do to keep myself sane. So a lot of times when I come in the room, I'm, I do want to turn up mm-hmm. or I do want to go here or I do want to go to four day parties in one day. Yeah. Because it, those things keep me sane. It lets me really detach from the intense work that I do every single day. Mm-hmm. So, and then of course my um, decompensation changes Because sometimes I'm like, let me just hit the gym heavy this week. Or let me run at the monuments every day this week. Or let me go and get wings at my favorite spot every day this week. Like, whatever I need to do to keep me sane to where I'm okay and can provide the best clinical work Mm -hmm. is kind of where I am. Mm -hmm. So, it may change. But that's one thing I often battle with. I'm like, okay, with my Instagram. Like, should I post this? Right. 
But then Maya's like, man, post that shit. <laughs> right. And I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. so it, it just varies. But I do sometimes like, what are my clients see this? Mm-hmm. And that's, it, it, it's, it's a battle. Because back in the day, they didn't have social media like that. Right. So we're this new age of young therapists that your client could run across your Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what will happen. It ain't <laughs> yet. I don't want to But I'm like this. Uh, do I get another one? Do I put it on private? It, it's, it, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But it, it's, that's what I do to kind of keep myself sane. One, see a therapist for myself to keep me sane, keep me in line. Mm-hmm. But also, if I want to work out all week, if I want to go to four day parties all week, mm-hmm. if I want to travel to see my family for another week, if I want to go to New Orleans for a week, I do what I need to do to keep me sane, whatever that may be. Yeah. So. And do you feel that, like, is that where, I get, like, is that a tip that you give for, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, for your clients or just for people who come to you? Definitely. Just- I think um, one of the things that therapists mentioned that is so cliche, but it's like self-care. Mm-hmm. And, it's imperative, and it works for me because I'm um, and, and you may identify with this because you're close with your family as well. Like mm-hmm. I'm very, very close with my family. Yeah. So being here is, I have friends here that are like family, but it's not my family. It's not yes. So of course you feel lonely, mm-hmm. and I had to work through. Greg, it's okay to feel lonely mm-hmm. because that's a normal emotion. But what do I do to be able to navigate through that and stay healthy? Mm-hmm. So I often tell clients and advise them to experience whatever emotion that comes up mm-hmm. but make sure you're navigating it in a healthy way yeah and that's kind of the premise of that so if you feel like that you want to spark if that's what you feel like gets you in the right place and it's not to a, a point where it's hindering you in e- any area of your life mm-hmm. didn't do that so i often push self-care because sometimes medication is great but sometimes that's not enough yeah so Okay. Yeah, definitely. Does that make sense? Yeah, 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 definitely. Now, we do have a question. Sure. Um, This one comes from Jasmine Brown. Hey, Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so, um, she wants to know why, or, you know, your personal opinion, mm-hmm. why do you think that, um, you know, the black community doesn't go to therapy and church <laughs> is their therapy? <laughs> <laughs> because her grandma said, take your ass to church. That's <laughs> Um, I think, and you know what? I'll be honest. I'm not the most religious person. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind saying that. I'm very, very sp- spiritual. Yeah. I'm very connected to God. But for me, I struggle with church because the environment can be distracting to me. Mm. So um, I think that in the community, in our community, there's not a lot of education on um, the stigmas of mental health. Mm-hmm. And people think, even when you hear the term... 10 years ago, mental health, you think, oh, he in a facility. Right, and right. And it's like, oh, nah, he just has ADHD and needs Adderall. That's it. <laughs> it's not, never been in a facility, it's none of that. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of it is lack of education, mm-hmm. um, not a lot of exposure, and just, yeah, I think those are the, the main two. One thing I like about, like, reality shows now, as fake as they can be, <laughs> is that they often highlight, I talked to my therapist today. Yeah. And that's good because it kind of normalizes it. Mm-hmm. So as crazy as reality TV can be, you will see, even though I think these uh, therapists are a joke, the one who love <laughs> hip hop. What's his name? With the Dr. Class. Jeff. <laughs> is, is that his name? <laughs> 
<laughs> What's his name, y'all? Nene, come, <laughs> like, back. come back. Come back. Come back. Come back. <laughs> First off, that ain't going to work. You need y'all to slam that door and throw you on the floor so you can't leave. <laughs> right. So it's like, when you see those therapists on TV, even though I think some of them are a complete joke, mm-hmm. it still kind of normalizes um, the intervention of therapy. Mm-hmm. So um, I do appreciate that, that aspect of um, reality TV. But I do think that um, that's one of the reasons why I think it's just a lack of education yeah. and how people have this stigma and they either don't know about it and don't ask the right questions or people that get some type of treatment feel like it's something that you need to hide. So I do think it's a cultural thing, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why I wanted to go into mental health and speak openly about it mm-hmm. and even say, I have a therapist. Yeah. So people can normalize it and see that it's not always that you're quote unquote crazy. Everybody can talk to somebody. Yes. Yes. Now, another question that we have here, and we de- definitely appreciate you all uh, yeah. answering, I mean, not answering these questions, but asking these questions. Um mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, it, it's just good because, you know, I can't come up with everything. So, thank you. These are great. These are great. These are great. Um, So, Julie wants to know is like, like for mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Can, you know, maybe when you were younger, you were fine. But so, basically, is it something that can develop within your life? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that some things can, um, can have a late onset. That's the term. Mm-hmm. Late onset. And it's like. For example, um, PTSD, you can be, quote unquote, completely fine, Mm -hmm. but your mom gets shot in front of you at the grocery store. Wow. Clearly, you're going to have some response to that. Right. And sometimes a response affects your mental health. Mm -hmm. So it can definitely be some things that have a late onset with hormone changes, um, body changes, like experiences that you go through throughout life. Because you, of course, we kind of essentially... Trust everybody. The world's great. Right. You meet your first girlfriend or your first boyfriend and break your heart. I don't trust nobody. Mm. It's like, but you were never that way, Sammy. Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I met I met Shakisha, and ever since then, my life <laughs> ain't been the same. Yeah. And it's, it's it can definitely have a late onset. And something can be hereditary, meaning that your mama got bipolar, your daddy had it, so mm-hmm. you got it too. Wow. But sometimes it can be experiences throughout life. That can have an effect on your mental health. That can change it either temporarily or permanently. Wow. So I mean, it's. I guess so. I guess it's nothing that you can get rid of. It's just more so treatment. Is that? In a lot of cases, there there are some things that are temporary, but some things are long term. So that there can like, be like like major depressive episodes that can be temporary and they mm-hmm. can be treated. Some things like bipolar are pretty much long term mm-hmm. and have to be treated for your whole life. Wow. So one thing, and that's a really good question. Some of the misconceptions about certain types of bipolar is that I took my medicine for two months and I'm good. It's like, no, <laughs> take, take your medicines because your mood, is, the medicine going to wear off, mm-hmm. your mood going to drop, or you're going to go way, way up, and then you're all over the place. Right. So for some people, they have to consistently take meds. Some people, they don't. So the treatment can be different for different people, but it kind of depends on you and your genetic makeup. Oh, okay. That just... She got me sounding all smart and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <that. Yes>. She'll <laughs> be like, okay, okay, okay. I'm like, I sound smart. But I know my stuff. But go ahead. You do. Okay. Dually. Dually. What? Dually. <laughs> I was like, dually diagnosed. Not that. Dually licensed. <laughs> yes. Dually licensed. Dually diagnosed is something called. Really different. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, but side note that, you know, you talking about bipolar made me think about me, myself, and Irene. You seen that movie with Jim Carrey? Uh, 
I haven't. I heard of it. I'm not a big movie watcher, so don't bring it up. Okay, okay, okay. Well, if you uh, you ever get a chance to watch that one, hilarious. Jim Carrey as a schizophrenic. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Schizophrenic is something else. And see, another thing about mental health is it's good to read about it Mm -hmm. and know about it because some. If you're schizophrenic, you're not going to wear a shirt that says, hi, I'm schizophrenic. Right. Sometimes it could be the person in your bed beside you that has untreated mental illness. Wow. Or have mental illness that's treated. hmm You should know what these things look like. Yeah. Because people quit to say, Greg, my friends ask me all the time, so-and-so, so-and-so. I'm like, anti-social access, too. <laughs> They're like, wow. you always quit to diagnose something because this is what it is. <laughs> Don't ask me. Right. Don't ask me. <laughs> So it's like it's good to read up on stuff so you know who you land with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, dually licensed. <laughs> dually licensed. <laughs> yes. There's a title of this: dually licensed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, you know, do you do you feel that like therapy is a is a fad, or do you feel that people are like actually taking it seriously? Because I feel like at one point everybody was like, "Oh yeah, I go to therapy. I go to therapy. I uh-huh. go to therapy. You go to therapy." Like, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, so, <laughs> like, do you feel like it's a fad or, or is this something that you like? You're like, okay. You mean no. the popularity of it or mm-hmm. just like people actually getting treatment? Yeah, like the, I guess the popularity of it. <sighs> That's a good question, Jaleesa. Ah. I don't know if it's a fad. Mm-hmm. I hope that it's not because yeah. we live in a world where things are so trendy. Yes. But I'm hoping. That is not because one, I need to keep my job. <laughs> I just this is what I do, so I need to keep my job. But two, I th- I would hope that it's not. Mm-hmm. I don't think that it's trendy because mental health just doesn't go away. Right. But the world we live in, like like next week, people ain't gonna be talking about mass shootings. Scary. And they're gonna, they're gonna talk about what Black China did with her mom on TV. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's scary. But I, I would hope that this is a trend that never ends. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's not going anywhere. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I'm I'm glad that it's finally, like, being brought to Mm -hmm. light. I don't know why it took so long (laughs) for that to happen. Um, But it it definitely is a good thing. Now, like, do you ever want to go into, like, your own private practice? I do. But I want to get a little more experience under my belt. Mm -hmm. With just... Because I feel like... One thing I love about the field is you always learn, or I'm always learning. Mm-hmm. And I could jump out there, but I just, for some reason, I don't. I just don't feel like I'm just ready yet. Skill wise, I'll, I'll be the first to say I, I know that I'm a good therapist. I, I don't doubt that, and it sounds so arrogant, but once you duly licensed, <laughs> number word, one, <laughs> first and foremost, <laughs> okay, license. But two, it's like once you have worked with people in the field, and mm-hmm. you're like, what? It'd be a lot of that. And I just kind of sit back and it's rare that I have clients that walk away with nothing. Mm -hmm. And I hear all the time how much I've helped people change their lives. So I've had to own that and really sit in it. So I um, think that I do have the skills to, but the business piece, because you can jump out there and do things wrong, get a lawsuit. Like people, there's a lot of black business owners, which is great. We love that, mm-hmm. but get your stuff in order before you be hop, before you hop out there like that. Definitely. So I want to make sure because I'm like you said, like people's lives are in my hands. Yeah. So I want to make sure that I'm doing the right thing and all my dot, my eyes are dotted, my T's are crossed. Definitely. So. Definitely. Well, I mean, you got a question too for so far. Oh yes, please. <laughs> questions <laughs> coming in. We love this. We do love these questions. <laughs> oh, this is one. <laughs> 
how do you identify someone who crazy? Mm. What, what does that sound like to you? Because the grammar was a little bit off. The grammar. So, <laughs> so I guess the the question is how, how you know do you? Crazy. Yeah, how do you know somebody <laughs> crazy. crazy or not? Um, <laughs> uh, crazy's relative. Yeah. But I read this today. Somebody said that our generation is attracted to toxicity. Hmm. Meaning, like, it is. It, it, I always joke with one of my followers about this. Um, <laughs> every time there's some type of unhealthy behavior, he'd be like, yo, like, I love that. And I used to be like that. Oh, like, slash the Like, like slash tie, pull up on me. Yeah. Like, where you at? Mm-hmm. I'm drunk texting you. You ain't picking. I'm about to come by your house. I used to like stuff like that. <laughs> but then I realized. I might secretly still do. But I realized <laughs> that it's so unhealthy because it causes so much anxiety. Yeah. And you can be in the wrong state of mind and do something that you regret. Mm-hmm. And it's it you, you're always living in this unpredictable, high strong world. And it's just too much. Like love isn't supposed to be that. Yeah. It's not supposed to be that. And love is relative. But to answer the question, like Look at people's behaviors in the very, very beginning. Because mm-hmm. you can't hide crazy for long. No. And I tell people <laughs> all the time, date somebody consistently for three months. Mm-hmm. If you're still happy, go ahead and run with it. Yeah. I don't care how good it feels. Because sometimes we know. It's like, oh, it feels so good. We on the phone every night. Like, we don't want to <laughs> eat. You can cook. She can cook. The yeah. sets banging. And it feels, the first week, it feels like, oh, this is perfect. Give that three months, mm-hmm. and if you still feel the same way, then commit. Some a lot of us commit too fast, mm-hmm. and some of us run away too quick too. Mm. Like, oh, he, I don't like the way he um got the phone last night. I'm done with him. Mm. <laughs> it's like maybe he wanted a good mood and was tired, <laughs> right? <He's laughs> and don't sleepy. know you enough. To, he's sleepy. <laughs> he still like you. Yeah. He's just sleepy. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Excuse my language, niggas ain't shit. That's what I'm talking about. It's like, no, mm-hmm. that brother was just sleepy. Yeah. So it's like a twofold thing. But the crazy piece, you can always tell in the beginning. And if you like crazy, go along with it. But don't make excuses for it and mm-hmm. try to rationalize it. Because that makes that should make you question your mental stability, too. Yeah. But it shouldn't be this whole dramatic, drawn-out thing like that. That I feel like it oftentimes is. Yeah. So... The first three months are very, very vital. Very important. Now, would you, while we're on relationships, yeah. would you do, like, relationship therapy? Because, I mean, that would I do, be... Yeah. yeah? Oh, I okay. do that. And I do relationships. I do um, couples, shameless plug. Um, pretty much everything but, but grief and loss. Okay. I'm not good at grief and loss. That, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I'm not good in that area. I yeah. know my expertise. Everything else I'm a beast with. Mm-hmm. But couples is... Um, one that I actually enjoy the most. I feel like love is just so strong and powerful. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that drives everything. People yeah. want love more than anything. And um, one of the misconceptions about couples is that some people think we're going to couples to fix this so we can be together. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you go to couples to realize y'all don't need to be together. And people are shocked by that. Wow. Like, it didn't work because we're divorced. Maybe it did work. <laughs> Maybe y'all weren't for each other. Right. So, people often miss, um, have a misconception of what couples is. Mm-hmm. So, um, couples is definitely my favorite, though. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Always has been. Always is. I, I really, <laughs> really, really enjoy that. So, if, like, if people want to get in touch and they want to have a session with you, like... 
How can they do I know so? This was coming. Um, <laughs> right now, to be honest, I'm just I just got my new position, my promotion. So I'm congratulations. Big. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm um in the stage of learning my new job, mm-hmm. and when you are a brother and you get a new job, a new position, a promotion, <laughs> and you get it faster than people that have been there. Ooh. And you get over people, Ooh. you can't make no mistakes. None, not a one. As soon as somebody say, "Can you help me with this?" I don't know. Oh wow, how y'all get him a job? Him. So <laughs> yeah. my, I, to be honest, my mind is there. Mm-hmm. So once I get a little more settled, get on my probationary period, yes, then I can kind of branch out. But I'm starting to look into avenues of being able to do more private work. And another thing that's keeping me back is to get a space up here in DC. You know how much that costs? Bruh, the rent is too damn high. <laughs> it's like the rent is like, <laughs> like, it's like even getting it for eight hours on a Saturday, mm-hmm. that's red. And let's hope your clients come. Because what <laughs> they don't, you still got to pay that money. Exactly. So I just, you yeah. know, being a young black professional, we know mm-hmm. how student loans got all of us by the neck. Yeah. I'm trying to make sure financially I'm in a good place to be able to make those sacrifices if I. If my clients don't come, I'm still good. And I just yeah, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. One day. <laughs> one day. One day. One day. It's, it's good. The promotion is holding me back, which sounds crazy, but yeah. That's what it is. That's what it is. Well, you know, you're duly licensed. Duly so it's, licensed. <laughs> it's definitely going to come. But, duly you know, licensed. you definitely dropped some gems. So, you know, if people do want to reach out to you, mm-hmm. they can hit you on Instagram. Yeah, hit me on Instagram. My name there is G E E. S T A X X G Stacks. Even hit Jaleesa up. Like, um, she know me. She got my personal number. Yeah. Like, Jaleesa's like family. Yeah. So hit her up. And I definitely, if I can, and I tell people this all the time, I can't see you because, like, some, a lot of my friends, like, yo, can't I got insurance? I can't see you because that's an ethical issue. And being <laughs> duly licensed, I can lose both of them. Right. So I ain't trying to do that. <laughs> yeah. But I will try to refer you to people that I know. And okay. I wouldn't refer you to someone that I don't think could help you. Unfortunately, there are not a lot of black therapists in the area. There's a few, mm-hmm. but not a lot. So I'll try to f- refer you to people that I feel like can help you. But we're scarce. Yeah. Well, well, the good thing is you'll be back. I'll be back. And, you know. Am I going to be back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Definitely. You'll be back. And, you know, hopefully there's some brave souls out there who, you know, aren't afraid to just talk and, Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, ask more questions and get some things out. So, you know, we'll definitely set it up for sure. And and I have some few, um, a few more questions, excuse Mm -hmm. me, and. We run out of time, but I could just note those. And whenever I come back, I can just read them. Definitely. But it was... Or yeah, we'll we'll definitely do that. We'll, definitely, we'll figure it out. absolutely. <laughs> well, this is the random AF segment. Okay. And these are just questions that I come up with randomly. Oh uh, my god! I thought this day was over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they're not. They're not. Not no, too. I'm kidding, I'm not kidding. too, too I'm, bad. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Um. So, like, what was your favorite toy go- growing up? Oh, this is good. This is like when uh. <laughs> When uh, G- when GQ does a couples kind of maybe not um <laughs> you know what I'm talking about yeah, with I GQ? Do. okay good I good do. good you because you were quiet like well, I'm right yeah. all right um <laughs> my favorite toy when I was growing up I had this uh stretch arm stretch Armstrong um, Armstrong yeah where you would like pull it <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm talking about yeah. I know my sisters know exactly what I'm talking about. I had that, and I was obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. And Passion, who you grew up with, you know, my little sister, she... 
did it, and the stuff came out, <laughs> and I was pissed because I'm thinking like, why would you do something like that? Right. So I was so pissed. Yeah. So I got a band aid, <laughs> which of course didn't work, but. I, and you know the stuff just slowly just coming out, and I was holding on to that thing for my dear life, and it just and it got to a point where it was uh, just, all the stuff just came out. Oh, but that was my favorite toy oh, of all cute. time. Oh, that's a good question. Damn it, passion. I'm gonna text him when I leave. Like, yo, you ruined my life. <laughs> I can't believe the amount of grief and loss I went through. <laughs> Oh, no. oh, that was good. Yeah. Okay. Since you said wings, what's your favorite kind of wings? You like them hot, mild? Julissa, you must know that I always eat wings. <laughs> y'all, Greg is a wings <laughs> fanatic, okay? Like, y'all understand. My, I done got hot in here thinking about wings. Uh, my favorite wings yeah. here is there's a place called Bugsy's in Old Town. Okay. They have this buffalo wing mm-hmm. and this Blue cheese? Oh, I love blue cheese. The, and it's like chunky blue. You might like the, not yes. the runny kind, but the you dip it in there and it's just chunk. Yes. That yes. on those wings from Bugsy's, <laughs> crack. Like the lady is so bad. I hate this. But I order it online because I be, you know, I'm in, in my zone. Yeah. Go and get my wings. She's like, all drums, right? I'm like, damn, I never want to get to that place where she recognizes. <laughs> where she knows. Because yes. you know, it's a problem that means you come too much. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, those would be the buffalo wings fried hard with the blue cheese. Yeah. Mm. Mm. About to get something today. About to get something right some now. Night, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> and last question. Always gotta ask, spark or pour? For me, it would definitely be a pour. Yeah. Give me my Tito's. Yeah. Give me my Prosecco. Yeah. I, I don't know why, but Prosecco gets me right. Fancy. It can, it can be bottom shelf. <laughs> Just give me my Prosecco and <laughs> Tito's or Prosecco, I'm straight. Love it. Well, Greg, thank you so much for coming no by. Thanks for having for me. For dropping gems. You know, we're definitely going to set up a time for you to come back. Because, anytime, anytime. You know, like we said, mental health and, you know, being aware of yourself and just everything. It's important. And mm-hmm. we need to all stay sane in this crazy-ass world that we live in. Definitely. So, one more time, drop your Instagram forum so they can follow you and reach out if they need advice or... Definitely. I'm always open for advice. I try to literally reply back to everybody because I'm always on my phone. But my Mm -hmm. Instagram is gstax, spelled G-E-E-S-T-A-X-X. And add me, follow me. You don't got to add me. You can just DM me if you have any questions or anything. And I'll I'll try my best to get back to you because I normally reply. So. Boom. There it is. Greg, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Yes. Make sure you follow Greg. Follow (laughs) Sparks and Pours. Definitely. That's regular spelling. And follow me, the host. I'm at Jaleesa Bald. That's J-A-L-I-S-A-B-A-L-D. This has been the Sparks and Pours podcast with the duly licensed. (laughs) Duly. Okay. Greg Fate, the therapist. We're in here. Yes, we're in here and we'll holla at you later. All right. <laughs>